Little Red Hots. So what's going on, guys? Brian Jump, SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. I saw an interview with Kiedis, by the way, Anthony Kiedis from uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's He seems like a really nice guy. He's just a little strange. Very, very soft, very, very human. Just seems like a good dude, but he's just a little, how do I put this? Uh, light. I think light is a, is a very... Uh, tactful phrase to describe Anthony, AK, if you will. Um, but anyway, I'm a big fan. Always loved the, the Red Hots, man. Kiedis, the whole deal. Flea, I don't know. I've heard some things about him. I ain't going to say it here on a podcast, but do your research and see what you come up with. Heard some things about Flea. Guitarist is a good dude, drummer, the whole nine. Everybody else. But about Flea. But anyway, man, how you been? Everything good? Welcome to our Wednesday edition on the 7th. Um, you know, I kind of goofed up my last podcast. I made a boo-boo. I was supposed to talk also about ceramic, but we went, uh, you know, the nine or 12 days of Christmas kind of thing, my little gifts. But I forgot to give you guys a gift that day, so we're going to double up on this epi. Um, yeah, well, I went long, too. We had that big, super long list. Uh, had to partner up with other businesses, and and uh, yeah, holy moly, free holies. But anyway... Today we're going to talk about uh, paint touch-up and ceramic. Um, we'll run through that, and then we're going to talk about PDR as a commodity, how to differentiate from being a commodity. And I talked a little, I touched on that a little bit last episode. So, um, so yes, yes, um, should be a value-packed episode once again. I don't think it'll be as long as the last one, 35 minutes. I mean, geez, that's a long time. Hopefully, your mom stuck through the whole thing and listened to the whole deal after the. Golden Girls episode. It's where B. Arthur uh, goes through menopause. It's a really good one. I've seen it. Okay, so anywho. All right, so here we go. Let's rock and roll. Let's right, right into this. Um, what's going on, you were asking, by the way? Yes, two students. They're doing great. Good dudes. Um, attentive, showing up on time. All the things I like. So no complaints whatsoever. So anyway, that's all I'm going to say. So paint touch-up. This is a way to add... To bundle your service, which is going to help you differentiate from the the one man, you know, the one show pony, the one trick pony, I guess it's called, right? So, all right, so paint touch up. So depending upon the kind of damage you have that you're touching up, I always believe in cleaning up the dent. If it's got a chip, throw it in for free. Don't don't charge more money. If you're just doing paint and nothing else, but paint touch up by and large, by def- definition, it should be called paint patch up because it's it's kind of fucked up as, as we know. So the, the better off you can do, if it's on an edge or it's black, you're going to have high return on value. Um, we had a kid come in, super cool cat, 2000, yeah, 2000 uh, Tacoma, four-wheel drive, gold, uh, shit ton of overspray, chips everywhere because they've been repainted a bunch of times. Carver's from Montana. They probably had eight different shades of gold on it. Um, and... And I, I custom mixed with our paint uh, system, the Sherman-Williams water base. And we couldn't even nail the color. I mean, there's so many different shades of gold. It looked like ass. And a lot of the, the chips were rusting. I just, I, it's one thing to do a dent or some minor touch-up or buff scratches. 
But to go over a whole car like that or a truck that was just riddled, I, I basically turned him away. I'm like, this just isn't, it's not the kind of thing that we're going to be able to do a lot of, add a lot of value to. You know, he really kind of needed to paint it, which is kind of sad, but, but, and he was selling it. So I'm just like, dude, just detail it and turn it. Um, but anyway, so if you have a deep chip, taking off the edges is a good idea. Um, I usually recommend wet sanding a little bit. Um, also reducing your paint unless you've got a big area to fill. If you have a big area to fill, don't reduce the paint down. Use it thick. But most of the time, most damage is light. So the thinner the paint, the better. Okay, and how do you thin it, you're asking? Well, how do I thin it down, Brian? I'm glad you asked. Um, you basically want to get yourself some either some thinner or reducer. And I'm talking about lacquer thinner from like Home Dep or uh, reducer. And if you're using a normal bottle touch-up or uh, um, solvent-based paint, then you're going to want to go with a chemical. If you're using a water base, you could actually use water reducer or water. It's that thin. It's that uh, simple and that thin. Um, what else do you need? You're going to need some artist brushes, some super thin. Some guys for the bigger stuff will use like toothpicks or Q-tips. That's fine if you're doing some big-ass shit, but you probably shouldn't be because paint touch-up just doesn't yield good results and the bigger the area, the shittier the result's going to be and then the more disappointed your customer's going to be. And remember what we're supposed to be doing? Delivering enchantment, not disappointment. <laughs> so, and that and paint touch-ups, just the opposite of PDR. PDR makes friends around the world, whereas paint touch-up creates disappointment in enemies. So, uh, moving on. Less is more. I always recommend that you either build up or go less um, because if you tend to overglob it, it, it catches the eye much more than, than normal. Um, and custom matching or bottle tinting, in other words, if you've got multiple different colors, most paint out of the bottle won't match perfectly. So you really need to get a color wheel, learn how to tint, um, which is a lot, I know, and I'm not going to cover tinting in this. Um, but if you're going for maximum benefit, because if the color's off, it, it's, one, it's bad enough when the color's right. When the color's right, then you just have to get try to get it as smooth as possible and get it to kind of lay in. But if it's not right, then holy shit, man, then you're just you're just asking for shit. So get the color right, or as Depeche Mode would say, get the balance right. Um, what else? I would flat out avoid pearls. Like white pearls is white pearls a shit show. Uh, it looks like 15 different colors from different angles. Don't try not to touch it up if you don't have to. If you do, don't even don't use pearl use white and usually you're going to tone down your white like a creamy white or a bone you know very few pearls are like a bright white um so you'll notice that just a standard base of white will work better than an actual pearl for a pearl touch-up <clears throat> uh tricoats um same thing like like the tricoat burgundies like you see in caddies it, it's just uh, most of the time you know if it's small like i said go right ahead but if you got something sizable like bigger than a pencil eraser, uh, don't, don't. Magnifying glasses it are a really good idea, like like a 5X, 2, 5, 10X, so you can really see the detail. When you pull them back, things actually land really nice. That's one of the tricks we do. So to the naked eye, it looks, oh, man, it's not that bad. Yeah, because I was looking at it like a freaking ant under a microscope and getting things really dialed in. Looks like you're painting an entire mountain when you got those damn things on, but it's cool. And people will appreciate you for that and love you long time, like I love you. Um, single stage versus base clear. So a lot of times if it's something really minor and thin and I'm just trying to get somebody down the road, something's temporary, like, like they're selling it, I'll just, just put in the base coat. I won't put clear. 
especially if it's something small. If it's bigger and I need the shine, I'll usually still keep them separate. I'll do a base, then I'll do a clear. But clear tends to run pretty thick. So so you might try actually mixing them together and then just, just you're reducing it down as a group. Because um, like I said, the last thing you want to do is build up too high. Low is, is better than too high. Um, and that's it. That's basic touch-up right there in a, in, a, in a bottle, if you want, in a nutshell. Um, pardon me for that. Um, just sent myself a reminder. Let me change this here a little bit. Da-da-da-da, da-da-da-dee. There we go. Got it. Um, yeah. So paint touch-up. You got it. Now let's talk about ceramic. Um, and I'm going to run through this kind of quick too. Uh, the pre preparation of ceramic uh, paint protection is, or paint coating, it preparation is 95% of the job. Okay, if you prep the paint right in the car, uh, the actual, the results are going to be amazing. If you skimp on doing the prep, it's going to be ass. It's going to be an ass show, a wild donkey ass show at some country circus that you wish you never saw. Can you picture that? I can, because I've been to one. Um, so prep the paint, and that means if it's scuffed or if it's dull, yeah, you got you're gonna charge for this. Hopefully you are, but you gotta polish it. You get, that paint needs to look shiny because what you're doing is you're sealing it in and then accentuating it with the ceramic. Okay, so assuming you have shiny paint, it's a newer car, blah blah blah. Okay, wash it. You know, nice, just no wax, just a basic car wash solution, not palm olive or detergent, and then go back over the car again and use rubbing alcohol, um, not denatured, and uh, wash the car in alcohol. That's going to help strip off a lot of the, the old waxes and, and any contaminants. If the, if the paint's got shit on it, you may have to clay it. Okay, A lot of times if I don't have a brand new car, even if it's a few weeks old, it's probably going to have some fallout on it, Get it, whip out your clay bar. And by whipping out a clay bar, I mean a clay bar, not something else. Um, so you've clayed it, you've washed it, the paint's shiny, you've alcoholed it. Now you're ready. Okay, now you're ready for the application. Now, here comes a couple of little pro tips that a lot of guys are going to be pissed that I'm putting this out on the interwebs. I don't care because, first of all, ceramic's not my lead-in service. It's like a bundle. Secondly, it's not, I mean, it's just, it's not who, it's not our core, you know, so I don't mind sharing this. Um, if somebody comes out and wants to learn ceramic, I teach them this. So UV, the panel you're applying. Paint is porous. It's, it's a petroleum-based product. If you get it warm with heat or UV, it will actually open up the pores, and it's going to bite and then close up and grab the material better. So by grabbing, it's going to be shinier and it's going to last longer. Wow, Brian, I never thought of that. So you mean I got to go out and get a UV lamp? Yeah, you got to go out and get a UV lamp. They only cost a few hundred bucks. It's worth it if you're going to do this as a business. So UV. Also, heat the ceramic. Okay, The ceramic, once again, will bite and cool and seep into the pores of the paint better, and it's going to be shinier, and it's going to last longer again. So heating the ceramic and the UV of the panel, guess what? You just went to the next level. Most guys don't do this shit. The, the big, big boys do. Okay, The guys that really know what's going on, they know how to use UV and, and all that fun stuff. Think about what ceramic is. Ceramic, it, it it's gonna basically it's basically powdered glass. Okay, it is it's silicon dioxide, and it's gonna help your um, your customer's paint shine because it's giving more light refraction. Okay, it's just like putting more layers of clear coat basically on the paint, but a much cheaper option than putting more layers of clear coat. 
And I'll give you guys one more super duper whammy. And this is only for my very, very close friends and loved ones who listen to this podcast and your mothers. Thank you, moms. Don't forget to catch that new episode uh, with B. Arthur, the menstrual episode. It's really good. All right. So I've seen some guys, and we've tested that it can work with the right ceramic material. They'll actually polish it. They'll build up a couple coats and they'll polish it with like a real fine paper, like lightly hitting with 3,000 or 5,000 and then foam it and then come back again. It's like you're polishing the actual, the ceramic. Um, I've done it. I don't do it. That's not typically in my, in my wheelhouse, but I've seen guys do it and it, it can really make even a bigger difference, which is, I mean, if you're really looking for that wet, glossy shine, I mean, it's, it's insane. It really is. Um, and I'll tell you the one thing we do with our ceramic that I don't sell it to the outside, but we actually custom batch some of our shit, silicon dioxide, titanium dioxide, floating agent, blah, blah, blah. I know my shit when it comes to this stuff, guys. We use a custom thickening agent, which makes one coat look like three. So I don't necessarily have to build it up and sand it. I've already got the thickness. And that, that means more light refraction, which means shinier, which means more luxurious and glossy, which everybody loves a shiny ass on a car. So there it is. There's your your Whamalamadama paint touch-up and ceramic uh, tutorial. Okay. Now, last thing before we uh, cut bait and move on. Oh shit! So let's see. Oh no, we're good. Okay, cool. Thought I'd turn something off. Um, most PDR services are a commodity. It's just the way our business is. Okay, it's like a car wash is a commodity. Um, Food service is a commodity, burgers, tacos, commodity, commodity, commodity. The more you can differentiate, the better. Getting gas is for the, they try to differentiate. Hey, we got Tecron and all this other shit in the gas, right? But it's hard to make gas different. People just pretty much view gas as a commodity. They go to the cheapest one. Well, the same thing's going to happen with your PDR business. It's just going to be like searching for a gas station. Why would I go spend more money on gas? You know, when all I view all gas as the same. Well, if your customer views all PDR services as the same, they go to the exact same shit. So how can you charge more money than Billy? In other words, you guys are going to get into a race to the bottom. Hey, can I get a quote, please? Text me, text me, text me. Oh, this guy's the cheapest. I'm going there. Okay. Little do they know that we're not a commodity. PDR is highly specialized. It's not like gas. There's people, there's operators who fucking suck, and there's people who are really fucking good. And a lot of people care about that. And I'll tell people, hey, you know, I got a quote with somebody... It was a lot cheaper. I'm like, listen, if you're not that picky about the results and, and you don't mind some flaws, check them out. If they got some good reviews, you might be all right. I go, if you're really picky and you want to looking right, though, I might be your guy. You know, and then I tell them the time and reviews and all that. And that's it. And then I, that's it. I step back. So you, how can you differentiate? Okay. How can you be different? Okay. And quality is weak. Okay. Oh, you know, our, our, it really, at the end of the day, everyone assumes that, that there's value and quality with our services. And marketing price is bad. Okay, it really is. So that's not going to be a good lever as well. So forget about being cheap and forget about um, quality. Oh, we're the best quality. It's just, you know, it's just like saying I'm breathing air. They, they really don't care. Okay, so here's, <clears throat> here's one way. Speed. I don't compare to other techs, but I compare to body shops and I talk about speed and that really, it gets people's mindset shifted 
And when they see the speed differential, they're like, holy fuck, you're going to get this done in a day? Yeah, you drop it off in the morning, you pick it up in the afternoon. All right, I like this. Body shops, you know, a week to two weeks. They don't even care. A lot of people who are smart don't care about the money. As long as you're within the realms of of, of relatableness, if you're in a, in a, you know, a price range that's just not insane or absurd, they, they're going to consider or choose you. So speed plays, guys. I will tell you, use speed because for you mobile guys, you already know it's already built in. But for guys with shops, I still push speed, man. And, and it, it it's a little bit hard on my guys sometimes, but man, the value we deliver is badass. Let me ask you this. For those of you that know who Bryce Kelly is, is Bryce Kelly a commodity? Is he competing with a bunch of people out in Central Florida for his business? Yeah, he is a little bit. But he's also has has a separated value proposition. And that is he's known as doing the complex or big damage stuff in Central Florida. And people come from hundreds of miles away to bring their cars to Bryce. And he's typically booked out weeks, if not months. Why? How did he do it? Well, a, he got good. And B, he used social channels to propagate and spread the, the, the gospel. He evangelized through social. And it works. And, I'm, and this is one way you can do too. If you have the skills and you understand how to evangelize through social. But if you post the same damn small dortings that everyone else does, how does that differentiate you? It doesn't. It's just a freaking conversation between it's a bro love, you know, it's a it's a hug from the PDR brotherhood. Hey bro, you're you're still pushing dance, great. I, I hate doing that. I hate that's why sometimes I don't even post. And it's partly because I'm too busy. It's not because we're not doing big stuff. We're doing every week we're doing something that's that's you know, very relatable when it comes to text and people wanting to get their shit done. But it's it's just one way, okay? But doing small dance is not, and and using that as leverage, it's not because every half-ass dent tech can push a dime-sized dent to where most people will be happy, you know, in their Tiguan, you know, the black Ferrari guy, no, the Mercedes S S class guy, no, the service uh, department at uh, BMW, probably not. You better build a glass that shit, you know. So big dance is one way. Speed is another. Segmentation, like I said, be have a different segment, and and here's here's what you don't want to do. Okay, our cliches. Who? It's so I always say business cannot be fucking boring. We are performers. It's a show. Don't say our service is outstanding. We're award winning. Our product is superb. Every business says the same fucking old tired things. You, the business owner need to decide which customers you don't want to serve. I don't want to serve that Yaris that I talked about in the last podcast, the 2012 Yaris. I didn't want to do the 2000 Tacoma, but the kid was so nice. I said, why not? We have a dually that's like a 1985 dually with dents and we're going to do some paint and body work on. I didn't want to do it, She's, but she's an aerospace engineer and she has a shit ton of money and she just loves this truck. All right, fine. But 9 out of 10 are not, people are, with that dually are not going to put money at it when it's a $3,000 truck. She doesn't care. She'll spend three grand on that truck even though it's only worth three grand. Decide who you don't want to serve. And like I said, I told that lady, she's like, well, can you do a better price? You know, you're, that's a lot of money. I go, it's a lot of work. And I go, you don't, her name was Elrique. 
which is, I don't know even know what culture Elrica is, but Elrica, you have no, you have no, and she was nice, so I can be direct with her. You have no leverage with me. This is a job that I really don't want to do. I'll be honest with you. It's a 1985 beat up white faded dually pickup truck. It's a lot of work for us. This metal, you got a rack on the way of the dents. I got to move your, your freaking your utility rack. I'm like, if you go around, just find out how many people are going to put their hand in there. And they're, oh, I want to do this. And then also do it for cheap. I go, I'll do it, but I got to do it at a fair price. She's like, I get it. No worries. Your price is fine. Yeah, of course it is. So try, nego try renegotiating prices with the people who you don't want to serve if they come in front of you. And if, you know, on, upon failing that, fire them. Don't fucking drop your, drop your price. Drop your price, drop your short, same thing. Fuck that. You're going to lose market share. And that's what a lot of people are afraid to do. Be a man. Lose market share, but improve profitability. I don't understand, Brian. Let me say it again. You're going to lose market share. Somebody else is going to probably take on, on the Yaris job or whatever. I've, I lose jobs every week to people, to their text. I don't give a shit. Have it. Have the scraps, guys. You're not going to be able to fucking live in a, in, a, in a nice house and have a great living doing $100 dance. But if you want to go do it, do it. Not every client that comes to me is my client. And I fire them all the time. I tried to fire El Ricky. But she hung on. No, nope, I want you to do it. All right, done deal. If the Yaris would have gone for my $3,000 quote, we would have done him. Am I going to do it for 1000 bucks? Fuck no. You're going to lose market share. You're going to improve profitability. Last one, and I'll, I'll cut you guys loose. I had a lady with a Jaguar F-Pace. Really cool accent. Maybe British or something. Hello, Brian. I saw your uh, Yelp, and you got great reviews. I had somebody come out. I ha I'm very upset. They they painted my bumper, and they didn't take the scratches out, and they just painted over the top of it, and there's other paint on top of my other parts. I, spray over or over? Yeah, over spray. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the color's wrong. It doesn't match. My paint's white, and this is like a cream. And I'm thinking to myself, how'd she get into this situation? Because she probably wasn't our client, was she? Maybe she came to us. I didn't remember. She probably got a cheap price and shopped everybody to the bottom thinking it's a commodity. We are not a fucking commodity. You have to tell people that. PDR is not a commodity. We're not like going to get gas. We're not like going to get a burger. Okay, there's a big difference in burgers, the good burgers, right? And there's a big difference in PDR. It's an art. It's not press button. They don't pop out. You have to sculpt and it's complicated. It's complex. We're craftsmen. Okay, if you if you don't care about the results, first of all, why are you even fucking doing it? And this lady, she didn't she thought it was a fucking commodity. It's not. Bodywork's not a commodity, is it? No, there's shitty there's fucking gypsies out there all day long. They will charge big money. Probably she probably paid seven hundred bucks for that bumper to get fucked up. And then she's gonna want us to charge less. Because she's already spent the money. Oh, and by the way, it's more work for you now too, Brian. Because you have to pull all the other shit off. If you don't, you're going to have reactions. And the repair is going to be, we're going to do it multiple times. And I'll lose money because of product costs. Right? Because paint's fucking expensive. Decide which customers you do not want to serve. Try renegotiating prices with them. And if you fail, fire them. Who gives a shit about the market share? Improve your profitability. All right, man. There it is. There it is, guys. Hope you uh, appreciate those two uh, early Christmas gifts. The nine days or 12 days of Christmas. I keep forgetting how many it is, but it's a lot. Get some value out of that. It did for me. 
works for me every day, practically. The touch-up and the ceramic we do a few week. Love those, man. They're easy money when they're done right. You're going to have some customers that are super satisfied, just, just hyped. Cars look so badass. Anyway, thanks so much, guys. Have yourself a good one. We'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar Podcast. Bye-bye for now.